And we're back to another episode of Witty Banter. Uh, my name's Nabil. We have Daniel and Anika with us. And a very special guest, To More To Fail. Welcome, Hi. welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Hi. Um, so, let's jump right into it. Um, energy. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I understand you're, you've, you're in a master's program right now. Yes. Um, and your, your focus is on energy. Yeah. Well, that's more of a personal interest. So okay. in the MBA program, you obviously study business things. There's plenty of subject, but you ultimately are trying to get a job afterwards. And so the industry that I'm interested in is energy, but specifically renewable energy and or clean technology. And are you interested in that to help the world yeah. or because it's, you think it's it's a place that can be profitable, a little bit of both? That's a good question. Also, the reason I tried to switch careers, previously I was a consultant at Deloitte. So I started thinking, well, I got kind of bored of the work I was doing. You're basically serving clients and it was fun, but I wanted to do something that I'd wake up in the morning and feel passionate about doing. And so I thought, okay, well, what would make me happy? What mm -hmm. kind of industry would I want to be in? And so I, looked, I, I thought about some of the cool ones that you see here on the horizon, like virtual reality, AI, drones, renewable energy, all that kind of stuff. And the one that really stood out to me was renewable energy. Because it's something where I felt, A, I'd be doing a, making a positive impact on society, on the environment, so I'd feel good about the work I do. But also, being pragmatic, it is a field where I think it could be lucrative down the line. Or, you know, I think that's where the future is. Right. So if you position yourself well you could so basically are you taking courses and understanding energy or no, how? No, 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 so, no. so tell so us about how you how you're learning about it it's usually in my own time mm -hmm. so when you start the MBA program you're gonna do core business classes mm. finance accounting marketing strategy this kind of stuff but if you're interested in an industry or you know maybe the science behind the energy you mm -hmm. kind of have to do self-study mm -hmm. um, there are ways to do it. There are professional clubs in mm -hmm. most universities where you can be a member or an officer of. Is that what you decided to do? So tell so us about the club you're in. So the um, energy club in my uh, program is very energetic. Um, <laughs> they party all the time. <laughs> or does it have potential energy? <laughs> it's Ooh. a smaller group it's compared real. to some of the other clubs. They're trying to consume less energy. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Go for it. It's a smaller club compared to most other MBA clubs, um, because usually when people go to business school, the two subjects, that, well, the two industries people want to get into are banking and consulting, mm. and nowadays, high tech. Mm. So those clubs usually get the most members. Energy is not as popular. So It's exclusive, like this podcast. Yeah, which is why I guess <laughs> I like <laughs> the few, the proud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everyone in the club, obviously, is really, really enthusiastic about Mm -hmm. energy in this case and because we're in california renewable energy is even more so like people in my school are not trying to get into oil companies if you are going right. to ut austin or a different state perhaps so i was telling nabil that um while i was traveling um i was watching tv a lot <laughs> or not a lot but i saw something about um sound waves and the energy through sound and a fire extinguisher, which is primarily sound, mm -hmm. where have you been, you know, kind of 
is that part of the you know when you have the energy club what what does the energy club focus on do they focus on like because i've heard you can get energy from waves and stuff are you looking at like solar are you trying to specialize or are you right now is it any energy any wherever any renewable energy well so the marshall energy club is a broad club so it's not Mm -hmm. it could be energy generation so Mm -hmm. it could be at your sampra energy or um a solar developer building solar farms wind farms who knows that's one area but it could also be utilities so socal edison or pg e here so having that grid and connecting people with power um, but it doesn't have to be only that i mean as i mentioned clean technology doesn't necessarily have to do with energy for example um like a, a company that finds a way to purify water more cheaply mm. perhaps i think that might fall under similar on, well yeah, daniel similar. just stated that he loves his utilities oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> any kind and what is the context behind that our viewers and our, oh. our listeners well may not now understand. that mom is about your yeah, well, absent last podcast or last yes yes podcasts. i missed the last podcast and i wish i hadn't um but it was because i was traveling and partly because i was not doing too well mm. And as I was traveling around Pakistan, one of the things I missed at times, especially because it was cold, was um, heating wasn't always available and power sometimes went out and uh, sometimes the water wasn't readily available. So there were these minor hiccups in my life and Mm -hmm. that's where Daniel brought up his need for utilities and his love for utilities and I, I had to agree. Like hot water. New mm-hmm. washing machine and dryer. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have a question about energy oh. again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Side track. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of off topic. Uh, so, um, let's see. So, are you planning on get like, how technical do you plan to get as regarding the uh, actual technology that can uh, help with, like, uh, efficient energy consumption are you trying to kind of take the existing technologies and apply them or are you even interested in i mean obviously not getting too deep into engineering but like working with engineers to develop new solutions also a good question because i don't have an engineering or science background Mm -hmm. so i know that no matter what company i went to whether it was developing efficient wind turbine technology for example i wouldn't be able to do much there or you mentioned earlier, like green building efficiency. There's a lot of companies developing software to help commercial buildings, homes, manage energy more efficiently mm-hmm. and cut, you, cut down costs, save the environment, all that stuff. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to be on the technical side. It's a bit late for that. But I could see myself in a business development, strategy, project management. I mean, there's so many roles you, that I could apply my previous skills to at a company that does this stuff. So, yeah, I could... I wouldn't be the engineer, but I could be selling the stuff. Gotcha. But yes, I would like to be at a company that's innovating, even if I'm not the one who's actually. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, you yeah. could be like part of the design team as well. Like you might not necessarily yeah. have the engineering background, but like if you have ideas or concepts yes, exactly. that you'd want executed, you could bring that up. So mm-hmm. when will you be done with this program? May 2020. Uh, okay. So 2020 is the year. Yeah. Yeah, my car will be paid off. <laughs> yeah. speaking of cars the new tesla cars oh yeah. Oh, yeah 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 he was so in maybe the... i can treat myself yeah, that's true <laughs> graduation so... present will that be a self-driven tesla or even the current ones are 
have autonomous driving. I think they're designing them in a way where it's like a software update would yeah. patch the car. So the hardware should be there. It's just... Uh, so how yeah. will it be different? You know how when people get all excited about cars and they say, oh, you got to drive a stick shift because that's where, you know, all the fun is at. I think those days if, are over. Are those yeah. days over? Well, there will still be petrol heads. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, well, it used to be more fuel efficient, but now automatic cars have gone to the point where they're better. Right? They're better yeah. yeah. The, the reason they'll do, like you were saying, they have mm. fun doing it. It's not so much about yeah, efficiency. They just like to... No, but what about the the same thing with music? Didn't the, Hasn't that happened again? No, now it's all computers. N- mm. Well, no, haven't people started going back to the to old... To the analog stuff. Yes. Yeah, mm. there's a there's definitely a scene for that, um, but I'm willing to bet that... It's a small thing. Yeah. Yeah. That it's the like mag- trying to be indie. It's like a nostalgia exactly. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I mean, if you have cars that just automatically drive themselves or are electric, you don't have to pay for gas, I'm pretty sure the masses are just going to swarm to that solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the creative element that you're going to bring to all of this? Because that's a key theme that we have is, yeah. you know, what, how are we going to do things in a different way, either for yourself or for, I mean, you're recreating your profession, mm-hmm. but, but what else, what will be the creative spin from your, or are you still thinking it through? You mean what makes me distinct or unique? Like what well, value I'm getting? Every have? every week we would kind of, well, we haven't really been continuing it that much, but uh, we would try and work on some sort of creative endeavor, whether that be in our job or on the side. Um, and then we try and uh, on this day kind of sum up what we've accomplished in the past week and uh, kind of what we're going to do the week following. Daniel had some... Uh, coffee business idea. And then it switched to motorcycles. And then switched <laughs> to motorcycles. So we and then mom's was the publishing a book and then uh, taking what videos and pictures of some temples in Pakistan. I don't know how that went, but and then mine was programming. But I've never had, I haven't had any new updates over the past few weeks. So it's kind of, I guess, what's uh, well, we is, would go is, a, is creativity or uh, having some sort of creative hobby uh, aside from your work uh, important to you does that interest you or it could be your work or it could be if you're whatever you're doing in your program right now is there something is this a creative aspect or element that uh, um, and and I was also thinking when you said you left your previous job because it wasn't fun anymore and I assume that the fun element is a creative element so it could be that you know just the newness of field or being in a master's program business administration that is the creative element well also well Timur was mentioning that he's in some group projects and I can imagine there'd be a lot of leeway of like okay here's the assignment but you have to you guys have to put it together Mm -hmm. Um, do you find that do you enjoy thinking like oh we can do it this way or that way and then maybe convincing your team hey let's do it this way for these reasons I thought that would be kind of a Mm -hmm. creative thing well i'll be honest i used to be way more creative when i was younger mm. and ever since i started my career all of that has been like crushed so <laughs> I, 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 really, I really don't have a lot of creativity right, well, apparently right. in education after kindergarten we crush all creativity yeah. so so that's why I kind really? of think yeah. that's what they say you just follow <laughs> the system so yes. you mentioned a point like does mm-hmm. creativity give you happiness mm-hmm. i think that's the question is like what makes you happy mm-hmm. so I, I know with Nabil for example he loves tinkering with things and he mm-hmm. likes learning to code and do these kind of hobby mm-hmm. type things that makes him happy mm-hmm. for me at this point it, 
doesn't that's not what makes me happy things mm -hmm. like uh, just one example traveling mm -hmm. to new places meeting mm -hmm. new people exploring new cultures mm -hmm. it's not so much creative on my part mm -hmm. but that whole experience is fun for me but as, you're, as good, you're being exposed to different ideas maybe i i suppose mm -hmm. but i suppose i mean i'm, I'm not building something necessarily something physical it's more of experience more, maybe yeah. I, i'm it's building my wisdom my experience there you go yeah, it's not the same yeah. i know what you were getting at but it's not no 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 it's it's still yeah, exposure. Makes a good point. I, I think also right now while mm -hmm. i'm in the program the mba program i don't have as much time to be as creative just now because mm -hmm. right now it's the big thing was focusing on academics, mm. finding companies to work at, network, mm. network, network. Mm, mm, mm. Side hobbies would be very hard to do. I mean, but are you learn. doing it differently than what you did? Because you, you, as you said, you're recreating yourself in this new mm. sphere of, you know, energy and business. Yeah. Um, are you? Uh, is the Temur of 2019 different from the Temur of 2017? Of 2017? Yeah, because, you know, give, giving you two years to show the difference. You also had your little, the kind of agriculture uh, thing. What was that thing? Uh, like oh, you bonsai. Had like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, bonsai. That's all, yeah. That's a crazy I like the way you call it agriculture. Yeah, agriculture. <laughs> You're <laughs> farming. You're growing marijuana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when I was in Chicago, so that's the thing. Right now, I don't have as much time to focus mm -hmm. on side things, but mm -hmm. when I was working my full-time job mm -hmm. in Chicago, I did have time to... They weren't working you hard enough, apparently, were they? Well, no, I got to the point where I was able to <laughs> pick and choose and work more efficiently. So yeah, yeah, I um, didn't let them work me hard. Yeah. I avoided right. it. So, right. so you did I, have... I, I gamed the system. You That's gamed. the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you were being creative. Yeah. Your time, <laughs> your time yeah. consumption. We need we're to really stretching this creative term. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do our viewers have to say about all that? So, well, if I still mention there's four viewers, so that's a actually a new record. Whoa. We've never had. <laughs> well, oh, sorry, sorry. The first day, the first five. day you were on Faisal, Michael, five, Ajit. Michael, Ajit. Uh, oh, that, that was a highlight. That's four. Okay. Why so is it, is it on hasn't ha ever since the first episode this hasn't happened. So apparently we have four viewers. Yes, yes. Not including you. Yeah, <laughs> not including me. Oh. I'm not. I mean, I don't think I'm on my phone. Um, yeah, I think Michael's on, Faisal's on. Looks like, how's it going, Faisal? I think we're we're all doing pretty well. It's kind of yeah, it's yeah. raining right now. Um, Very cold. Yeah, not East Coast cold, but, you know, West Coast cold. <laughs> 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 that means you can sit with your T-shirt on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, actually, no. You need a light jacket on. Our heater doesn't work too well. Oh, or it yeah. works, but, like, the timing's off. and. yeah. When it has the whole like schedule on the thing, it's like an old oh, thermostat. So then... our whole theme of life is to be creative, and we can't fix the thermostat. Well, yet. there's directions on there, but I don't think we anybody has. We don't want to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're too we're too lazy. Yeah. We're too concentrated just, on that. You'd rather endeavors. just freeze yourself. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. I have created creative solutions. He, he works around the problem. He doesn't fix yeah, it. Yeah, so what I've done is I get all the blankets and I snuggle up in bed and then I have this... Uh, uh, Gloves on? No, no. Uh, then you can't type on your computer. A laptop uh, holder, I guess. Mm -hmm. Sits on my lap and then I just sit upright mm -hmm. and then I'm warm and I'm coding, so I'm working. So. But now he wants yeah. to get... Um, medical grade monitor arms like these yeah so i want my bed so to like <laughs> the whole system where like i'm laying upright and then like the monitors are enclosed in front of me so you just lie there yeah exactly <laughs> and i just plug into the to the cloud 
<laughs> the type That's oh, the future. Qu- question for Timur. Oh, from one of our viewers? Is an NBA more about building connections or more oh, actual... Oh, I was going to ask that. Is an MBA more about building connections or more actual business-related coursework or 50-50? That's a very good question. I'm getting yeah. serious now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it varies entirely on the person. I think it probably leans more towards the connections where it should in my opinion, and most people in MBA programs in the US, it's more about the network. You're paying a lot of money to be in this school and be surrounded by people who are all very ambitious. They're gonna do hopefully good things in life and you want those people to be your friends. The actual coursework, you can learn a lot of this stuff on your own. You don't need to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars just to learn basic accounting or finance. Mm -hmm. So the academics is more of, okay, yeah, you need to know this stuff at a high level for business. Um, at least the core stuff, right? But it's not, people are, most people are not trying to get A's and ace it. They just want to understand it and spend most of their time socializing, uh, recruiting for jobs. Because the real goal at the end of this is to get a job or start a company or something. Right. So not to put you on the spot here, but I will. Okay. (laughs) Of the classmates, name a few names if you want. (laughs) Or or don't name the names and say, which areas do you think some of the people that you are working with, where they will end up? What are your predictions of others? Well, so I think there are some friends who've come in, similar to me, they're mm-hmm. very laser focused. They came mm. into the MBA knowing exactly what kind of company and what role they want to work in. So from mm. day one, mm-hmm. they focused 90% of their time just networking with professionals, mm-hmm. setting up informational interviews with them, mm-hmm. trying to get a job. And they're They've landed internships, right? Oh, now. okay. Like dream ones, exactly mm. what they want. Mm-hmm. But there are some who come in and they're not sure exactly what they mm-hmm. want to do, especially, mm-hmm. well, the younger ones mm-hmm. in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And so for them, they start the program, they focus a bit more on the coursework, and they kind of just dabble in a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. trying to figure mm-hmm. out what it is they really want to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could go anyway. There are some friends who I know who will get their perfect jobs. There are others who we'll see by the end of two so years, get, they could be doing getting something. getting internships is, is an indication, you know, that you're already somewhere at least. Uh, yeah, not necessarily. There's one friend of mine who mm-hmm. has his own business mm. on the side. Well, I mean, yeah, he was doing it on the side and he came to business school to be able to enhance it. To refine it. it. And, yeah, mm. and make it like his real source mm-hmm. of income. And so he has zero interest in recruiting or getting an internship because mm-hmm. he wants to be an entrepreneur and he mm, is one mm. so he's focused again on his business mm. during the summer this summer he's mm. going to be working on his business he's not mm. going to be working at companies like mm-hmm. many of us That's is it a high cool. tech is it a is it um service what it's service based it's service based okay. he um he's trying to help people with career development actually he's very passionate mm. about that and okay. so he's using various tools to um okay help people out with it i guess and that's good i mean for him to He's similar to you, he wakes up early in the morning to go to the gym. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 At five o'clock? Something five a.m.? Like Sometimes, yeah, four, four to five. Something. Now, so that seems to be a standard. I mean, I don't know, but recently I was reading about, Navy you know, seals. the people, no, it was kind of the successful people, you know, and however you can define success, and I guess it's, you know, yeah. big business owners, uh, they wake up early and um, way early. Um, is that something? Yeah, that's a good topic we can switch to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll talk about insomnia because that's something I have something to. You have insomnia? Oh, I have for 
had it. Okay, I have trouble sleeping, but I don't know if I'd categorize it insomnia. But anyway, continue. Okay, let's table that. We're gonna talk about okay. insomnia. Okay. Let's go back to this. Um, okay, early morning rising up, rising. Yeah. I think the key rising. thing here is there are many successful people who happen to wake up mm-hmm. early. I think it's not so much that you wake up early; it's more of the discipline. Because mm. the successful people tend to be people who have strong you have to have yes discipline. yeah. Um, but there are, I think there are advantages to waking up early in the morning. One is, and this is what um, a lot of people say, mm-hmm. you have a lot of free time where no one's going to bother you. So if you mm. have family, if you are working a full-time job, you, those two extra hours you're awake, you yeah. can do a lot of stuff that you can't do during work hours or yeah. when your family wakes up, mm-hmm. significant others. So mm-hmm. just waking up early gives you time to do more. Mm-hmm. No, I should agree. you not have a significant other or a family to be successful? Because they can, they can just, <laughs> no, they can make you unfocused, yeah. but, but unintentionally. But well, if you allow it to. But right. in many cases, having those uh, families, significant others, can make you go to better, higher heights. Mm-hmm. I suppose if they, if, if they're not, if, if they're, they're not doing their own stuff. Um, no, they can do their own stuff. It's mm-hmm. just. Well, sometimes you, you motivate each other, right? If, if you have a significant other and you're both like a good team, like mm-hmm. a good partnership, and you mm-hmm. both support each other, mm-hmm. you can both do well in whatever you want. I feel right. like you're the only person I know that's actually woken up early and then consistently done it. Because I've tried to do it, and like it'll work for like maybe two or three days. Yeah. And then I'll always like fall off and then like sleep late or whatever. I think but it helped. Do you think there was like a significant difference between when you were sleeping at like seven and waking up at four yeah. and working out, or like is it not much different than Your what you do now and just working out later? Or I think it. So for me, it's actually varied quite a bit. When I used to live here in the Bay. I would wake up sometimes at 2 or 3 a.m. Mm. and go to my 24-hour fitness in Mountain mm-hmm. View. And the reason I did that was because my work started at 7 mm. because we were trying to sync up with East Coast times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, and I didn't have anything else going on in my life. I mean, it was just work. And so I had no problem going to sleep at 8 p.m. because what else am I going to do, right? Yeah. I was young. I wanted to work out. So, yeah, I'd wake up at 3 a.m., Mm-hmm. Am sometimes go to work come back and just crash mm-hmm. and then repeat and just do it again and again but then when i'm how long did it last three years the three years i was oh, here three whole years yeah. you did that oh, i mean okay. obviously on the weekends i didn't do that yeah I yeah just yes but for three years um yeah i mean the only times i might have changed it is maybe maybe there was a day i went out for happy hour with my friends after mm-hmm. work and ate and then i slept late mm-hmm. and then i just didn't wake up early mm-hmm. but then when i moved to chicago i had to change that schedule because my hours changed um, and if you have a significant other, that also can kind of mm-hmm. impact it. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to want to wake them up. Yeah. Right. So you just adjust. Um, but do you think there was like a significant difference per- productivity-wise, or do you think it was like energy? You, a not... lot of people say they get a lot of energy when they work yeah. out in the morning. Yeah. So that's the reason I do it. Yeah. It's for the energy. Like oh, you wake, okay. when you go into work after having had a one-hour, two-hour workout, mm-hmm. lots of cardio, you just feel so much more energetic, and you can really get through the day being more productive. If I don't exercise I, te- I feel lethargic and it, mm-hmm. I actually get kind of annoyed mm. with myself so I kind of have to do it mm. right. just like socially you think it would be it's a little more difficult like if you have a significant other you, you'll have friends. to learn how to work around it that's mm-hmm. why it's good to maybe have a significant other who also cares about health but you just have to well I can relate it to like diet um, when I was in too. New Jersey easy to stick to a diet because there's no you come home there's just you and that's it yeah, and you exactly. starve. Well, no, and you can eat a simple thing. You don't need cutlery, 
like right right one fork just, one plate yeah which is what i do right now right <laughs> living the dream <laughs> <laughs> like the best case you cook stuff in a stove pot and, and then you eat it out of that <laughs> less clean less things to clean but less wait clean. daniel you you t- your cooking took off when you moved to your own space didn't it yeah well i guess that's just a survival thing right <laughs> yeah. Survival. Of well, the you first. have to. Nobody else is gonna cook. <laughs> no, yeah. no. But the details of the cooking, uh, as in mean? more refined cooking, your kai kai prao. Oh, your... and yeah, whatever else. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that just kind of interests me, cooking in general. So I would like look up recipes and then do it to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that had to do with moving out. I think I would do it more frequently when I was living on my own because I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Okay, so switching gears to insomnia. Okay. Yes, yes. The reason I bring this up is, so I've always had problems sleeping, and I've tried everything. Sleeping pills you don't want to get addicted I wish to. I, I mean, you know what? And I know this sounds stupid, but the synthesis witty banter. We're just being witty and stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have always slept at 9 o'clock and woken up at, you know, 6. I wish seven. I could do that. Yeah. And I, I was meeting with my college mates, you know, and they said, oh, remember you used to always go to bed at 9 o'clock, and we'd have to go to sleep too. And I go, yeah, because oh, we so were sharing a room. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so I haven't changed. I haven't changed at all. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But you have had insomnia. What caused the insomnia? I mean, I've always had problems sleeping since I was a kid. I mean, mm. I was, my mom would say that when they would drive me around as a baby, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't sleep on long mm-hmm. car rides. I just sit mm-hmm. there with my eyes open. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I travel on airplanes. That sounds I, scary, doesn't <laughs> it? It's going to be. eyes open. <laughs> but even when I'm on an airplane or a yeah, train or yeah. something, it's so difficult. You don't take a Tylenol PM or something, a Lexotinil or Is a this recent? Plastic? I try not yeah. to. No, no, throughout my life. Oh, okay. Um, and so when I do sleep, it's like I'll wake up in the middle of the night several times I'll mm-hmm. get uncomfortable and I won't ever really get a truly peaceful mm. full night's sleep mm. so it's, it's been tricky I've tried everything from sleeping pills to melatonin which I'm, apparently can give you psychosis so I've stopped no. valerian root <laughs> or chamomile yeah I do valerian root um, and chamomile tea I suppose mm. but I recently heard of this thing from one of my friends have you heard of a gravity blanket or a weighted blanket? Oh, no. I've heard of that. Yeah. Oh, I got one for. Uh, they remember did you the gra- one? I got the one I got from Macy's. Did you have it here. It's you have wh- it? it? No, I I took it to Pakistan. No. It's a heated one oh. as well, and okay. a massaging one. <laughs> weighted, heated, and massaging. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> a weighted blanket is basically they. You've got this blanket, and in the quilt, they've kind of sewed in beads, like glass mm-hmm. beads or something, to mm. add on. You know. Mm. 10 to 20 pounds of yeah. extra weight. Okay. But the idea is when it's on top of you, it helps you sleep better. It gives you this feeling like you're being Cozy-ness, hugged or cozy. Yes, yeah. And I've been reading a lot of reviews. There are a lot of Amazon reviews where people say it's changed their life. Like they sleep, they used to have trouble sleeping. And with this, they have a full night's rest, they mm-hmm. wake up feeling great. So I'm thinking about buying one to test it out. And yeah, real it's... quick interjection here, oh. kind of related to both this and the previous topic. Michael wants to know, question for Tamur, and I like the formality of the, <laughs> the question. Question for Tamur. How, how, how did you have the motivation or discipline to wake up early and not hit the snooze button? Any tips or tricks to make it a consistent habit? Even yeah, with Michael, insomnia I have a, I have a great, great <laughs> tip for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one half insomnia. <laughs> But no, I mean, Danielle mentioned this before. It's hard for him to get into the habit. For me, I know when I switched to that schedule, I did it mostly because of uh, my work hours and it just was convenient. 
but it was difficult the first few days to get the motivation, especially when it's cold. You don't want to get out of bed, even in the Bay Area, and I'm sure for you in New York. What I did, honestly, I bought five-hour energy, like big boxes of them. <laughs> That's the answer I needed. No, seriously. Yeah, and then I'd wake up. I would The moment the alarm went off, I would just open one, chug it, and yeah. then I had – there was no way I was going back. To <laughs> <Nice>. so, <laughs> it's like you're past the point. There's no return. You just uh, – you have to go perfect. to the gym now. And then after doing that, you just get into the habit. But you could have had just actually, a oh, coffee, okay. couldn't you? Yeah, but no, this but is five hours, like, real potent. <laughs> the thing yeah. is, it's not just about – in the, those days, it wasn't just about waking up. Yeah. I also wanted the energy at the gym because oh, I'd, oh. I'd work out for two hours. Mm. I would do That's a, a lot. lot of cardio yeah. when mm. I used to live here. Was this a jog, jog, jog? If it was 30 minutes treadmill? of running, 30 yes. minutes of running. Yes, and not jogging. Then an hour on the elliptical. Yes. Aggressively, not yes, just. Yes, yes, yes. And then I do about thirty minutes of. You did you did did you do this in consultation with a personal trainer? No, no. This was your own. And it may not have been healthy. I, you know, when I was doing that in the Bay Area, I had acne, like on my forehead. Yes, and I yes, think, yes. And I think that was you a. You had stressed yourself out. It wasn't stress. I mean, I think it was all the five-hour caffeine every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think that did it. Maybe the excessive yeah. working out. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was just age. You know, early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing, coffee wouldn't work because like you would have to get up and make the coffee, right? Mm. So that, that's like a. Oh, Faisal is coming in. Question for Daniel. Sorry to backtrack. <laughs> Have you ever considered your cooking to be a creative endeavor? Have you considered doing a side project on uh, different cooking recipes, then share it online? Oh, you can oh. make a... You can like a... It, right? You know, t- like you a, know, and we we who can smell, can smell the pot pie in the oven. Yeah. And, and also, sorry, and Faisal is asking this, but it's also related because I think today he's cooking... Chicken curry or something. And oh, French toast. Oh, Lahori chicken curry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> As he linked to us in a separate chat. So, uh, okay. but anyway, continue. And um, French toast in the morning, I hope. Not in the evening. Well, what about French toast? You, you said French Nabil, toast. Daniel said French toast. Somewhere. Oh, that's what Faisal made. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. I do want to make, like, very simple, quick recipes, but, mm-hmm. like, still have the flavor. But I haven't considered making it into, like, a blog or, like, a vlog or whatever. Um, as like a creative endeavor, mm-hmm. I feel like I, the only reason I want to do it is to have like five under my belt that I can consistently make, and then just oh, so what? Rather uh, than eating survival tactics. What are the five that you're aiming for? Um, yeah, just five dishes so that I can switch off of. How many um, do you have so far? I guess I've made salmon, I've made um, bibimbap, um, but. I want to make Jamaican jerk, uh, and like I don't know, I don't know. I still have to figure out which ones I want to make. What are the other ones? Like yeah. Quick recipes. Oh, also adding to your kind of routine. Did you? So you would wake up, take the five-hour energy. Would you have breakfast and then go work out, or do you like to work fasted? Um, <clears throat> when I was here, I used to do it fasted. Mm-hmm. But then I found the problem was you'd get to the gym and you'd start working out, and then I'd get nauseous or like yes, I'd run out of right. energy. Yeah. That hurts your gains. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't like that. But then the, the other issue was if you eat something that was too heavy, then you can't really do all that cardio. It's, it's annoying to run. So mm. I experimented with different things, and I came to the conclusion that a banana, mm. um, that's like a cheap, easy thing to get. That's usually good pre-workout food. And then I would take pre-workout drink and then go to the gym. You would take five-hour injury and pre-workout? Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, sorry. I'm doing a pre-workout now. Oh, okay. Before, like today, before, okay. Today yeah, I yeah. do pre-workout plus the banana. Would that be too much? 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that'd be terrible. You'd probably have yeah. a heart attack. <laughs> I was gonna say you'd probably be twitching out in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Because I would actually consider doing doing that as the instead of five hour energy, doing pre workout like right when I wake up. Because I always just end up like Michael hitting the snooze button. Yeah. Um, but okay. That's good. So, You're not taking a, both. A cup of coffee or something would be fine. Co- I've it? slept after I've had coffee. I definitely feel I more did, energized. I did today. I oh, had coffee today? and yeah. I fell asleep. Yeah, coffee doesn't. There's have some the people same who. Kick. When did you have coffee? Um, earlier today. Oh. And so what Michael's looking for is something to help kickstart. He's not. I don't think he's going to make a lifestyle choice and say I'm going to have five hour every morning because that's mm-hmm. also expensive and probably bad for you. But I mean, if you do it for a, a couple of weeks, maybe mm-hmm. max. That's probably. Yeah. It's not gonna kill you. The, the so, only bad thing is, I mean, I haven't been playing video games recently. But when you start, if you get into the habit of like playing video games with your friends, that like derails oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. No, and but I don't think Michael, I don't. I mean, unless he's playing without us, uh, I don't think he's playing video games, so he shouldn't have that problem. Maybe he's playing right as we speak. Yeah, I, I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. So has the have the like Valerian root and all those things actually helped with your insomnia, or is it like just kind of on and off? Part of it feels like a placebo. With Valerian mm-hmm. root specifically, I feel that I have more vivid dreams and or oh, nightmares. Cool. Mm. Oh, is... not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't have too many nightmares. If like, I good, then that's yeah. good. <laughs> I don't have too many nightmares, and when I do, they're just, they're not that scary. It's just kind of like I wake up and I think, oh, what the hell? It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, valerian root is, it is actually healthy for you, so it's good to take. Yeah. But they say CBD and this kind of stuff can help too. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Cannabis oil. Have you experimented, Emil, with? With not with CBD. Mm. Um, Where did I? What was I referring to CBD earlier some today? Oil. Yes. Ointments. This morning. What for morning. Uh, for headaches or? Oh. Uh, I forget. It? It inflammation. With anxiety, insomnia, inflammation. Yeah. 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 CBD. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Michael has some. Oh. Yeah. This is a big. One. I've been studying for my board exams. I have the. Vive. HTC Vive. Oh, incoming after my exam, oh, wait. though. Actually, I don't know yeah, yeah, he's is. talking about oh, that. The, the VR headset. Uh, incoming after my exam, though, I'm going to try cold, cold brew in the morning, but if that doesn't work, I'll bump, bump it, it up, up to energy, energy yeah. drinks. But, Michael, be, be careful that you don't take energy drinks with sugar because those will really Ooh, mess you up. Yeah, so yeah. the reason I said five hours is because there is no sugar, and it's it's just vitamin B. So it's, it's, it's not that bad for you. What's your preference of sugar-free um, energy drinks? You're asking. I like black. Monster has a black cherry. First of all, I like the sugar-free ones. Uh, but yes, the there's a black cherry flavored one which I which I used to enjoy. Now That's I I also weird. like the uh, it's a kind of neutral. I would call it like a Sprite flavored Monster Energy drink. That one's kind of mm. nice. Oh, the lime Red Bull. It's pretty good. Sugar-free. I haven't had that. So Monster's fun to drink recreationally, but I think before working out, it's not because you have to drink a whole can of it. Right. right. So that's a lot of liquid that you've ingested, and it's mm-hmm. fizzy, which makes it harder to do. That's true. You want to go with five hours? It's literally just this little bottle of. It's like you just ingest this pure energy that's not gonna. And, really and, have to and just you, it, it I think it, it just enters though. your it bloodstream taste. way faster yeah. than yeah. the can would. Um, so do you think the energy drinks are um, adding yeah. to your insomnia? No, I I don't take them anymore. This was only when I was in the Bay Area. Mm. I don't take energy. I, that was Michael and, saying you would. Yeah, the pre-workout I take to the gym doesn't affect the insomnia. I mean, the past two weeks I haven't even been working out because mm-hmm. the gym was closed. Yeah, I still yeah. can't sleep well. 
It would be a part of insomnia if you were drinking them at night or something. <laughs> also, the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol you'd think would help, but it really doesn't. So you should try to avoid drinking alcohol. Yeah. Usually people say like a glass or two of wine. Well, you're talking mm. to someone who has no problem sleeping. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've been well, this for myself. I'm talking yeah. to myself. Let's see if the gravity blanket works. If that yeah, works. Yes, yes. Do you think you go to sleep late because you like don't have a structured schedule, or has that been a problem for? Oops. For yeah, you? that might be part of it. No, because when or you were do you working, think... you used to sleep early on time and wake up early, right? You I used to wake up on time. I don't know about in New Jersey, it got kind of hard for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, but yeah, I agree that like when I have like on my mind, like oh, I definitely got to do this thing today. Um, then you wake that up. That helps me wake up, whereas. I guess I don't have that with programming, even though I, I try and tell myself, oh, got to make sure I do it, and I do end up doing a lot of programming, but it's not the same as like, I guess there's no other human attached to it, so, uh, you know, if there was, I'd be like, oh, can't let these people down, kind of thing deep down inside. You so. really think that? Mm, well, it's more of it's just a, an <laughs> instinctual <laughs> thing. I don't want to like doubts. <laughs> you don't want to like have the conversation where it's like, oh, how come you're not didn't come into work on time or yeah, whatever that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. That just like is in deep down, you know. So, mm. and if yeah. I didn't want to go, then I would just quit. So yeah, I don't miss those. I feel like I, that was more of a problem in hourly work than mm. it was. Oh yeah. Like if you would come like ten minutes late or. I hated late. hourly work. Yeah. I, I liked it. If you could milk the hours. No. Yeah, that if you could somehow do that. It depends on the work you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the work it was just office work. It was just oh, office oh. work. And it was just, you know, you think, God, and then I start twiddling your thumbs when you think, I think I'm done now. <laughs> or you have to pretend like you're working. <laughs> yes. There's nothing else to do, but I have to put so in the hours. Whenever the boss comes by, you scratch your head. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you think uh, produces a more efficient worker? Uh, hourly or salary? Salary. Oh, not necessarily. It, it could go either way. I guess it depends what it is. Because <clears throat> humans will always try to game the system and try to maximize their happiness. I so a, a lazy worker would clock more hours but not necessarily get more work done. And in yeah. a salary, they would just not get work done in the time that they have to be in the office, maybe. Well, I it guess depends it depends on the person. I mean, there's some people who are busybodies and they have to work. If you pay them salary... As a, an employer, that's a great deal because now you have this person working 60 hours a week when you're paying them a flat salary. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, a lazier person, if you're paying them salary, they will find a way to stay employed so they won't get try to get fired, but they will do the least amount of work possible but mm-hmm. still get that salary. Gotcha. With hourly, I mean, it really depends on the kind of work you're doing and how well you can track the person's performance. So let's say Amazon, for example, you're working at a warehouse you have goals like i don't know move this many boxes around the warehouse in this time right so yeah you're still billing the hourly rate but you have to get this job done or you're fired you can't really game that gotcha there's a lot of factors involved. so what if there was a system like this in some places where um the pay is state mandated Mm -hmm. and people do work based on what they are passionate about and uh, and you no, know, so we're kind of totally disintegrating the capitalist system. So is, is, do private companies exist in this I, scenario? They, they don't. Okay. I, I think they don't. They can't. Okay. And um, based on the idea that um, people choose to do what they want to, but everyone's going to get exactly the same amount of benefit, and it's not money, and it's because a total different. So this is like way. communism. 
that's what it is. That's no, what no, it no. Is. It's uh, enhanced. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't like. I don't like the. Everyone's gonna get the same thing. <laughs> everyone's thing. got no. But so here's the thing. There's some people who are really engaged and really enjoy doing certain types of jobs, and sometimes they they really nobody else really wants to do it, but that person really loves doing it. But mm-hmm. it's not really an important job, but it has to be done. Hmm. No, I think I agree with what he was saying that people mm. would find get it unfair. Well, they'd find it unfair mm. whether you're getting cash or like basic food or whatever lodging yes, yes. to do something that you enjoy doing, what you're passionate about. Let's say, for example, Nabil had great pleasure, like sewing fabric yes, yes. or something that no one's going to use, but he just likes to do that. Oh, oh no, no, but he's sewing. So it's it's not for something that nobody's going to use. It's somebody needs to cover the the sofas. Okay, so he does some he does something like that. But nobody else really wants to do it. But he loves doing it. But meanwhile, you have someone else, like let's say Danielle, who's like building spaceships so that we could go to Mars. And, he's and like, he, he loves doing science. it though, and just he, as much he, as Nabil loves, loves doing, doing it. it. Yes, but he might feel, hey, what I'm doing is making way more impact on society. I'm doing a lot. The work I'm doing is higher adding value. so much more value to society. Um, but I'm getting paid exactly. But the but same. how do we value things in life? What's how yeah. do we value? So, and I'll give you an example of um, work that women do versus men. That's been a constant kind of disagreement that women's work is not valued. The care for a child, okay. the care for the elderly. Um, well, right now in the capitalist market, it's what the buyer is willing to pay and what the seller is willing to accept as payment. Whatever that value is would be how we value, at least monetarily, the the services. Yes, and so 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 that's what I'm questioning now. What's so, the difference between so a CEO gets astronomically higher than a janitor middle mm. or or somebody else i'm yeah. just so, you or know or kim kardashian mm-hmm. gets paid more than there you go uh, yeah. why why would we value <clears throat> kim kardashian's work versus so, an engineer's work i can answer that because this is what i did for the past 9 years yes, it's also, yes. it's also <laughs> yeah. compensation and specifically yes. right yes. Yes. Right. So, right right people would always have like take issue with the fact oh why is the ceo getting yes, paid yes. 80 million dollars mm-hmm. when they work 40 hours a week like mm-hmm. me maybe a bit more mm. but i mean you could have a worker in a factory working more hours and get yes. paid a small fraction. The answer for that is that, I mean, to his point, it's what people are willing to pay. The shareholders of the company, the owners, they val- they feel that the CEO is able to lead a company where they employ hundreds of But what about people. a woman? I mean, th- that doesn't come mm-hmm. into that category, does it? A, a woman who's, or a man, who is taking care of a child. Well, okay, well, okay, we'll go into that. Okay. The reason the CEOs get paid more is because one hour of their work or one email from them mm-hmm. can move the needle for their organization way more than the person at the factory. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, they may work the same hours, mm-hmm. but the CEO... It has a greater impact. Way more impact. Yes. So that's it. Um, so child the, rearing, does that so have impact? It does. So that's the other thing. Now we're talking about, let's say, a, like an old traditional style mm-hmm. spouse mm-hmm. relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Bread earner, father, mm-hmm. mother taking care of the kids. In that case... I mean, I think it comes down to both the well, both individuals and the couple, how they value each other's commitment and what they're bringing to the family. So the bread earner might say, "Hey, look, I'm bringing in all this money so that we can live in a house, blah blah blah," mm-hmm. and the wife could say, "Well, I'm taking care of the house and raising the kids because you couldn't do this without me." 
And I don't it know. It goes back to that original point that you were saying. If you have a, a, a partner that supports the individual. But I think in this case, mm-hmm. I mean, the husband was probably okay with it. I mean, they married the person, and the understanding was they would take care of the home. And maybe you can't quantify the value of how much. Like he might bring in a hundred thousand dollars a mm-hmm. month, mm-hmm. a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he may not be able to quantify how her help at home has mm-hmm. like translated apples to apples, right? But they both kind of agreed to this when they got married. And also, so, I mean, isn't that a service like, uh, I don't know, uh, hiring a a nanny? Is that not uh, child rearing? No, that's not. Like, how would you pay for, you said, like, your original question was, how do we value bringing up children? Yes. Oh, okay. And... I don't think you can. I don't know how. How can you? Yeah. Like how can you? Yes. Yeah, so how? So there's some things which do not have a value or are not invaluable. A mo- not a monetary value. The, That's my the, yeah. The cost exactly. to put kids in daycare or to hire a full nanny to like take raise them, the the market rate uh, you pay that person I guess could be what people but have it, agreed uh, but upon isn't as it the cost. Considered so that's kind of a, a wishy-washy thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Where you, you can't really put a value on yeah. everything that people do. Yeah. So going back to my original question, some people love caring for sick people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people love teaching kindergartners. Um, a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I think you'd need to have a whole paradigm shift in how human beings think because I don't think humans today would be okay with that because there will always be feelings of inequity and people thinking, oh, I don't think what you're doing is worth much. Yes, yes. And maybe as a group... But even our new system is only a 100-year new. Which new system? The system that we currently have of no child labor, at least in developed countries. Oh, that's true. 100 years ago, you had chi- children working. Um, you had women couldn't own anything. So we didn't have even weekends. this current... Si- we didn't have weekends, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very new system. Uh, I think one possible solution could be the idea of universal income. Uh, I don't know much about it, but I know Elon Musk is an advocate for it. Um just as automation starts ramping up, uh, I'm sure we're going to see large uh, groups of people uh, with no job, at least with their current skills. Mm. Um, like so I think a universal income of some sort could be the right direction where you have some sort of universal income and then that kind of gives humans the um, uh, security and time to be like, okay, now I w- this is what I, I really want to do. As opposed to like, oh, shoot, I don't have any money. I need to go get this job to get money right now. Uh, so what are your thoughts on a universal income as a solution for your well, question? Well, that's kind of what I was thinking about when I said this might be like the communist... That would be a communist way of doing things, wouldn't it? No, because what he's suggesting is you give people like a basic income. This mm-hmm. is like to, just to cover your living expenses. You can still do as it's, it's not tied to what you're doing yeah. as a job. The, so that you, you, you will have the basic ability to survive. Yes. Right. And so then you can still get a job. You can still start your own companies, but you don't have that fear. So that, oh, it's I might a communism stop. plus capitalism. Yeah. Some hybrid. Like a mix. A hybrid. mix. So I think that's interesting. And when we've heard politicians talk about it, it's appealing. The only thing is, where do you get the money from? Yeah. yeah. That's that's the, if, yeah, you know, if you well, have infinite it's, resources, it's to take it away from the inequity, you know, because whether it's, if you end wars, for example, yeah. a lot of money goes to, you know, 
arms and ammunition yeah. and and, and then my services. my follow up question would be or one follow up question would be do we need to start regulating uh childbirths because what if neighbor B has five kids and I have one kid you're going to be taking five times the amount of the universal income the than I am you know education women's education already reduces uh, childbirth you see wherever you have high education highly educated populations you have low birth rates that's yeah. true that's true and I didn't mean to end the conversation yeah, there, but I mean, regulate, regulate China did it, and it worked out for them. Did it work? I it don't did. know. <laughs> I, it, not it created a lot of uh, male. Yeah, male. yes, it created create a lot of yeah. men. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that kind of is not well, really good. Is I feel it? like there will probably be exceptions, like the whole welfare argument that, like, oh, what if someone's exploiting the welfare? Uh, yeah, it's probably it might happen. But, I mean, it's not the perfect system, but it's the best system you have kind of thing. Um, so is education the panacea? What is that? What does the word panacea mean? Well, someone needs education. All right, I'm leaving there. You know, is it, does it help you solve all our problems? The magic solution. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, teaching people how to teach themselves is most important. Um, so if you define education as that, then yes. Very important. Yeah, education, healthcare, all these things are good, but But unfortunately, humans don't like to invest in that because it's a long-term investment. Yeah, and And you usually won't see the results in your lifetime. Mm. So people are like, "Eh, let's just make money and." That's true. We're supposed to be an optimistic show here. (laughs) We need to pull that back up. It's a dystopian future, but I'm optimistic that. Oh, like the game you were playing with Faisal. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, Detroit. Detroit become human. Oh yes, but let's not talk about that. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. We we did. We another interesting uh, artist. What was his name again? That uh, we, Edward Gorey or something like that. Yes, uh, that we read about today. Um, what did he say? He mm, oh, that's he was a, kind of like uh, what's the guy's name? Nietzsche or oh, oh Frederick. Yeah, he, kind of on those lines. Uh, he was around like late 1800s, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an artist. He inspired kind of the animation cartoon style of like Tim Burton. Hmm. Um, and then we were in the newspaper. There was just an article about him, and some of his quotes were something about. I w- what was his artwork? The the title of the artwork. Oh, was? he had an art piece that said it was like a little boy peeking out the window, and it's like <laughs> uh, N is for Neville, the boy who died of. Uh, Ennui, which is French for boredom. Yeah. So. Oh. So he's kind of a. Yeah, I don't remember Could much about it. Could anyone die of boredom? And and I say that because the three. Mentally, yes. Three yeah. days, and that's another reason why we focus on that. You know, the use of the mind and creation. Uh, three days in Pakistan where I really had nothing to do and I just sat and I there were I had books I could have read and I did read a bit but. It just those three days just passed by and I thought I am bored and it's been years since I've ever been bored. I, I never thought I would be able to reach that childhood level of I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, and and I felt for people in solitary confinement mm-hmm. and you know, have you ever felt bored? 
And yes. If you, yeah, okay. Many, lots Te- of times. Okay, tell me about what your f- that feeling was and what did it lead to? I mean, it's just like, it's like, it's just a pain, right? It's like a light pain. It's not like depression, but it's like you're in a kind of negative neutral zone and you just have to, I mean, you have to get yourself out of it. So you have to like uh, find something that you're interested so in and start doing it. Isn't that a common enough human uh, feeling that going back to our original pers- previous point where we said most humans don't really want to do anything don't you feel the feeling of boredom has to be painful to pretty much everyone i mean there sh- there must be a point where people think god i don't want to just sit here and do nothing that's where well, your hard drugs come in so like <laughs> someone in a maximum security pr- prison for example yes. they lose their mind because yes, they literally yes. have nothing they can do to yes, talk yes, to talk yes. to but I think there's many people who are happy. When we say happy to do nothing, mm-hmm. it's not like they're just sitting in a room like, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They are doing something. It could be all they do is watch sports on TV and drink beer. Yeah. Okay. And or, yeah, to yeah, me, that's yeah. boring. But yes, for them, that's yes, enough yes, to keep them. Yes. Sedated. Doing, yeah. 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 <laughs> doing meth and all that. Yes. They find things, but it's not productive or not. Uh, I guess it doesn't have to be productive, but not creative. So, so I haven't wh- found myself bored in a long time, as far as long as I can remember. There's mm-hmm. always... Like if I had three days where I just sat around doing nothing, I would do that, and I'd just be like, "Okay, cool, I needed that." (laughs) (laughs) Reset. But but so have you ever done anything, and have you had a time where you've done something which was very unproductive, and you thought, "Well, that's all right." Yeah, yeah. There are times where I like, for example, this break where I didn't do as much work as I should have. Yeah. Company research, but then I just think, eh. That's fine. <laughs> you got plenty like of vacation. time. Then. I'll die eventually. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess. I guess. So no. boredom will not end people's. Um, you can't die by boredom. You know? well, no, it won't end their lack of product. You get bored though. You usually have so, so much stuff you're doing. Yeah, sometimes. Now with the programming stuff, it's oh. pretty easy to get engaged. Um, and just software in general is like uh, there's just so much you can it's learn. Like a so. Dark hole. Yeah, <laughs> there's pockets of light. Um, but yeah, then there'd be times like w- like playing video games, like especially recently when I wasn't programming as much and I was playing more video games. The games, either they're boring or I'm getting older, but like uh, I would, uh, it would be hard to stay engaged with them. And then when you lose the game that you regularly play, all of a sudden you're like, oh no, now what do I do? Um Exactly. So, so this book that I'm reading, which is about gaming, talks about how populations are now into gaming because they're escaping reality, and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily an indication of um, the individuals being on the wrong track. It's more of how reality has become so boring now that people do not want to engage with it, and so... Um, so whether we're on our phones or whether we're playing games, is reality so boring? It depends who you ask. Yeah, you're right. There's a huge population who are trying to escape. Mm-hmm. But don't you think maybe people have done that throughout history in different I, ways? I, I, yes. I think, I mean, gaming is part of the entertainment industry and it's a new growing sector of the entertainment industry. So where these people would otherwise in another world go somewhere else what would they have what did they do a hundred years ago what the people what would play the, outside go what were the people doing the people who are playing on playing video games now what were they doing a hundred years ago reading books 
Oh, no, no. No, the no, mass because the lit- literacy wasn't that literacy common. Literacy was low. They were probably working manual labor. They were probably doing they all this work just time. to get by. They didn't have the time. I guess that's it. Now that we have more free time, because yeah. we've automated so many things fish. in our life that we didn't have before, mm. yeah. you can do it. And so many of these companies that design the games or even mm-hmm. social media things, they design, they get neuroscientists to help them do it in a way where they can capture the attention of mm-hmm. people and like um, create addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, Facebook, for example, the app on your phone, the reason they have those little red um, notification things, mm-hmm. they use red because red gives you that feeling of urgency, like, I need to check this. So you're constantly checking your phone, like, oh, notification, oh, mm-hmm. and it keeps you engaged in this app. Um, games, uh, I mean, the way they're designed these days are very different from when I first mm-hmm. played games. You make yourself sound very dated. Well, I mean, this is how fast it's the industry changed has fast. evolved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, when yeah, yeah. I was, what, like five, six years old, I didn't... Dubai. Yeah. They had like Doom, like the new first person shooters and like these old Which was for its time the greatest thing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean those games I mean it was all kind of experimental. They had all these new concepts, new things. Now those like there's less creativity in the games, I think. Well, that's not true. I shouldn't say that. But they're designed There are some games that are pretty creative. They're designed for people with very short attention spans. And they they added in all of this extra these features and content that like get people addicted, force them to spend more money buying stuff in game. I feel like they're literate with now. like before you had like one goal and then you would beat that <clears throat> boss or whatever. Now they have all these achievements that they kind of throw in there to keep you playing. playing. That uh, like yeah keeps those they're like smaller goals. So I have a question about that. When people talk about individuals with short attention spans, mm-hmm. it makes me feel really guilty because I think. Did I ever really pay that much attention to something for so long? Uh, yeah, you may have. Think about, I don't think I did. Think about movies in the old days, like the Godfather movies, really mm. long movies. When those came out, people enjoyed them. Now, it's hard just to watch like a short show on Netflix, even for me. Yeah. I know I used to watch movies But don't easily. you binge watch? People binge watch all the time now. If you have the time. I mean, yeah, I'll binge watch a really cool show. But Notice let's say... these two are silent. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I think it's natural for just humans in general to drift towards anything that like they can understand very quickly. Uh, I think it's just, in general, it's hard for humans to stay engaged with some sort of intellectual process. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so, so do you feel you, you focus? I definitely feel I've lost focus. Like mm. now, I can watch, I'll download a movie. I'll start mm. watching it on my computer. But then on my other screen, I'll be like chatting to someone. I'll have my phone here. Yeah. And I'll watch like five minutes of the movie and be like, eh, let me switch to something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Unless yeah, it's yeah. like an amazing movie. Yes, but yes. The most what part what for you of... is an amazing movie? Oh, switching subjects. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, just, you So know, my okay. favorite movies of all time yeah. would be Top Gun, yes. Black Hawk Down, Inception, yes. Yes. The Dark Knights, the Batman yes, series, yes. those kind of movies. Yes. Now, those are all movies that were some time back. Yeah. How oh, many years back? Well, Top Gun was like in the 80s. Yeah, Inception I know. That was, was way back. Yes, yes. So these are good 10-year-old movies. What in the recent 10 years have you watched and you thought, wow. Yeah, that's a good question. It's blown Revenant? me away. Uh-huh. Revenant? No. no. I like Leonardo DiCaprio, but I just didn't like that movie as much because it was just drawn out. The cinematography was good, just didn't really. Okay. Faisal can relate. We liked it. <laughs> to the attention span stuff with yeah. movies and whatnot. That, yeah. Oh, that you have like a phone and like yes, all these things yes. open. Which is hard. Yeah. But you, I, I mean, but, you bring up a good point that have there been any really amazing movies that have come out where you just go, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Not really. Yeah, I feel like they I've lost my attention. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's either that. Like, it's the era of shows, too. though. Either that or maybe just oh, like directors and creators are just not doing a good job right now. Well, no, so I think 
the way where Netflix is going now, where they're producing their own content, shows like Narcos, for example, that's that an amazing. Be, yeah, so yeah, it's not a movie, good. but or Game of Thrones, like yeah. Game of Thrones. I feel like those shows are more engaging because, like, it's not like I feel like the whole movie thing has been pretty predictable, where it's like I think you just there's do a, with the writers. And you there's an antagonist, a protagonist, content. and then like right. the protagonist so falls do down want? and then he comes back up. So and do when... you you don't <clears throat> like the the routine of you know the the hero finding his way and changing. I think the volume it's of content changed. is so high that uh, you're bound to kind of get the gist of stories mm-hmm. just because writers probably write in very familiar ways. Uh, so it takes those unique writers who make the Game of Thrones and the Narcos to... The Night of. Uh, that was That kept us... Guessing. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Which one was that? that we had that no was on way. HBO. With Riz, right? With Riz. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. the the video, the film? The no, no, no. That no, was no, a no. different movie. That's Nightcrawler. That's Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, that, that was, was sad. Was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that was also good. Yeah, that, it was we good. We would not have anticipated yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But wait, what is the what was the night of again? What where, where he murders, where he t- steals his father's we, taxi. He steals his father's taxi and then takes a girl. I don't want to spoil it for you. But we don't know. We don't know if he actually did do the killing or he didn't. But the way they frame it is that he didn't do the killing mother, in the beginning. But then we start to question it. Because even his mother thinks he's done it. And I, and yeah. that's where I thought, oh, man, he's done it. If his mother can't believe in it. <laughs> and how did it end? And, and then it turned out he didn't He didn't him. do it. It was a, yeah. the um, stepfather or something yeah. you know, that had done it. But he's become this, next. and his whole change in his personality from this really young college boy to a street smart um, drug dealer kind of person. And while tattoos. he was in prison, yeah, he yes. started to get more like. Is this an old movie? This is new. No, no, it's right. a TV show. You didn't see it? Oh, no, oh did. did we I just, just okay. ruin it? Yeah, for that's, you? That's, well, but also, I hope the viewers, they're going <laughs> to. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Correct. <laughs> I think Weissel's already seen it, though. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've heard it's good. I watched the first episode and then oh, yeah, I did the same thing. I watched the first episode, stopped, okay. and I kept or watched again. Yeah, well, yeah, you um, you know Anthony Bourdain? Yeah. Yes, yes. The parts unknown. Mm-hmm. Like he did one in uh, Queens, mm. right? Yeah, Queens. Mm. And you know that the um, rapper that Riz sings with, the Indian American guy. Oh, yeah. Riz likes him. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's in the Sweatshop Boys. Sunny, sweatshop Boys. Honey yeah, yeah. Sing? Sinks, honeys? No, no, no. 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 But he's one of the sweatshop So he about. is on the show and he walks around with um, Anthony Bourdain. Oh, the okay. Tour of Queens and the oh, food. Really? Oh, I think And then Riz good. actually makes a guest appearance in it, too. Okay, well. Uh, wow. Like singing at Riz is cool. I think Faisal cool. looks like Riz. Yes. Yeah, I agree. He kind Riz of has like done Faisal. so well because you think about it, he was like just rapping kind of. Yeah. Inside. Now he's like in big. Now films. there's this new movie that's coming out, Sisters Brothers. It's oh. a Western and it's, it's kind of. Funny and it's uh, Western. Isn't it out? I, it's it not, might I, it's, be it's out. already on theater. I don't think it's out. On but it's TV. not on Netflix yet. It's on Torrent. Ooh. All right. Well, we kind of breezed through that hour pretty quick. It's five oh five. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Temur, for joining any, us. Any, any. Uh, I always forget to ask. Any social media plugs you have? Any? No. Check this out. Check <laughs> that out. Okay. Fair enough. No. Fair enough. Uh, oh, yeah, corny and Venom. Oh, I did not see Venom. It was very funny. That's a good movie. I liked it. It was <laughs> fun. <laughs> I didn't yeah. see it. Um, but okay, so I guess that wraps up our time. We're gonna have Tamur on again. Mm-hmm. Clearly, if it goes by this smoothly, then it's a good <laughs> sign of a good guest. Um, so yeah, talk to you guys later. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye.